two experts in ICF. Yeah. Decades of experience. Uh-huh. One podcast, yeah. two hosts with a lot to say. Look, I cannot sit through a struggle. I gotta get up and hustle. I gotta push through the pain. Cause really that's how you build muscle. Welcome to the Build with ICF podcast with your hosts, Trevor Brown and Heather Herring Brown. Yep. They're a package deal. With over 20 years of ICF installation experience, Trevor can throw down some expertise on sales, marketing, and training. On the other side of the table sits Heather, AKA the girl boss. And she's earned the title as the owner of an award-winning ICF construction company, a drafting and design company specializing in ICF. And the numbers, with a master's in accounting, she does that too. Sleeves up, boots on, this is the Build with ICF podcast. I don't want nothing for free. I'm here to work. Been through the dirt. I've been through the dirt. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Here we are, episode five now. Wow, it's going fast. Flying. It's flying by. I want to apologize right off the bat for everybody that was listening uh, in the last episode. I went back and listened <laughs> to it and. I was like very monotone, very mellow, which is totally not me. I mean, I get like this is our tame podcast um, that we we will uh, have to be a little more careful on. So maybe I was just subdued. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't hopped up. It was, I drink coffee. I was good to go. I don't know what's going on. But I anyway, I apologize. Kind of lame on the last one. I'm going to step it up this time. I, I don't think it was lame. I think that was just a lot of information. It was. I was thinking... So mm-hmm. I wasn't talking. Sometimes I talk and don't think. Sometimes I think and don't talk. Okay. You can attest to the mm-hmm. talking and not thinking part. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, uh, I'm going to fix it. And I might even work in some sound effects on this one. I don't oh, know. okay. I got a whole soundboard here and I never use it. Okay. Well, we'll see. Anyway, uh, so this episode we're going to get into how to make ICF construction uh, comparable, the same, Maybe a little bit less in some cases, uh, maybe a little bit more in some cases, but trying to match that, doing the things you need to do to get the pricing down to a level that mm-hmm. is competitive with what we see in the market. Uh, yeah, comparing which, apples to apples really is what yeah. we're trying to do. Yeah, edu- we want to educate you on why. Like sometimes you'll see, you know, we get calls all the time. I've spent, you know, 20 plus years getting calls from people going, you said this was the same price as two by six. And we're like, well, we do. We sell it for the same prices. I mean, we quote people the same square footage price that we do for a two by six home. Um, and they're like, ah, I did it. And it was 20% higher. And usually, you know, one of us will dig into their, their bids and we'll take a look at it and we'll go, okay, yeah, well here, here's why, uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy, pretty easy to figure out. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot of different things. So we're going to basically go through, uh, in this episode, I want to go through just kind of the real bone, bare bones of like the things you need to be aware of to keep that, uh, price of your ICF build down mm-hmm. i mean down to where well, it should be yeah and and i think it's it's keeping the pricing down but it's also when you're when you're running your estimates and you're getting bids from people it's making sure that they are bidding correctly they're not right. putting materials in there that you yeah. don't need um and and because to be honest like the majority of construction is you know wood framed homes so when you're sending it off to an estimation company or an estimation department at your local lumber store, they're not used to looking at ICF. So, so it's a little bit different in, in how they're going to look at it and what they're going to include because it's not going to include a lot of things. Well, I think it, 
let's say we, we I think we when we jumped ahead a little bit there. Let's start with at the real real basic, which again something you speak very easy, very well to, is the drafting part, right? Yes. I mean, before you got to get a bid, you got to go into the drafting, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in our last episode, we talked about choosing the right block, um, and choosing that right block is going to dictate. Um, some of the cost part, which we'll get into, but like um, going down that step, we talked about, okay, make, you've made the choice to go with ICF. Now you're going to make the choice of what block you want to go with. Now you're going to make your choice for who's going to draw your, your plans for you. And you're going to start designing your ICF home. And in that knowing in the reason why as a drafting company, you say, you know, bring me your, your ideas, but also bring me the block that you want to use Mm -hmm. because you guys are going to work around that. Maybe explain that and how that's going to affect it. Well, you know, I think one of the things to know and, and part of why I started the drafting company is because like understanding the block, understanding, um, the best way to utilize the block and not waste it, um, is super important when you're drawing your plans. So, um, you know, we can customize your plans and make them to the exact measurements so that we reduce waste. Um, you know, one of my, the, the, one of the first homes that we did, um, after the drafting company, we drew specific to the, the sizes of the corners and the length of the straights and our T blocks and, you know, all these different things so that I wanted to walk out of there with like one 55 gallon trash bag of trash and we did it. But it, it took the planning ahead of time so that we weren't wasting material. Right. And to put that kind of in layman terms, if you're looking at a wall and you have a window placed at a certain spot in a wall or a corner and it's landing, um, you know, if you know the measurements of the block you're using, you could actually land that window in an increment that would be a reusable piece of, of material. Because the, the, one of the biggest things that people make the mistake of, and it was kind of funny, we were scrolling through some, I was looking for some old ICF pictures, and I came across one that I took a picture of uh, a job site, and I don't even recall what job site it was. It was uh, just randomly saw that this pile of ICF and I had to, I opened it up and looked at it. I'm like, Oh, I remember that was, I, I don't remember what job site, but I went somewhere and there was a heaping pile of block. And I mean, there was chunks in there that were almost a half, you mm-hmm. know, half three, three quarters. quarters of a block yeah. in this. And I'm like, why are that in the joint? You know, like um, the really unique thing about ICF that makes people like and another amazing reason to go with ICF, you can take your scraps out of the scrap pile and down to a six inch piece. If you've got, you know, three inch, you know, or depending upon what your web spacing yeah. is. So like yeah. we're used to working with six inch web spacing. So if we have a six inch piece of block, meaning we've got three inches of EPS, we have one web and we have three inches of EPS. If that cut, I can cut a hundred feet of those and put them in a place in, in the right spot in the wall. Uh-huh. And I, I can explain that too, but, but basically I can take that junk pile and I can sit in that junk pile for 30 minutes and I can cut out little six inch pieces or just increments of six out of all that junk that he was throwing all that, all that money he was throwing in the dumpster yeah. and I can put it back in the wall. Every four feet of that, that I save out of the dumpster is, you know, in a lot, independent about where you are and what block you're using anywhere from, you know, $30, you know, or $25 to $35 that you just saved out of your dumpster. 
Now, what's unique about that is you can't do that with a stud. I can't go and want to make a header and take a bunch <laughs> of pieces of no. four by eight and, and link them together and make a structural header. I can't take a two by four and take a bunch of six inch pieces of two by four, nail them together and call it a stud. I can't do that. So so there's there basically is ways that, you know, big chunks of lumber, sheets of plywood, all that stuff that gets thrown in the dumpster legitimately is, doesn't have any use anymore. It's not structurally safe. We have a product that when we cut that up, we can take the small, you know, down to a six inch chunk of block. I can put that in a wall. And obviously the way we do that, just to kind of jump into that a little bit, is you don't ever put those down in the bottom of the wall. Like you, you always basically, I, I, I say like if I'm doing a, an eight core stack in core six, seven, I'm, I'm throwing all those pieces in courses six and seven and I'm just stuffing them in there. And what it is, is you, you got to imagine you've got a solid piece of block on the bottom. You put a bunch of these small ones in the, you know, the next one, and then you put another solid block on top. They're all going to hold each other together very well. I mean, these, these blocks that are made today are phenomenal. I mean, they're not weak. They don't have any, you know, and as long as there's no cracks in them or anything and you're, you're, uh, locking nubs are all good they're going to lock together it it, it literally doesn't know the difference that it's not a a solid block right as long as you have one above holding it and one below holding it um and even in some cases i've seen guys use them just in their top course and just you know band them with wood Mm -hmm. and stuff and hold all you gotta do is hold those things together until the concrete's you know solid right so for the most part um you know, that's a, a big part of it. So going back to the design side of it, um, one way to keep that pile low is to take uh, your measurements as a designer. So when you guys are designing this and drafting this, um, you're looking at it and going, if I move this window over four inches, mm-hmm. I'm going to be on a six inch increment that's yeah. going to work for the block company or I'm on this increment because I'm coming off a corner. Anyways, there's ways to predict where that yeah. falls and how many cuts you're going to have to make it's, to make that. It's the layout where you put them. It's also there's there's certain size windows that work better than others depending on the block. Right. And working with an ICF knowledgeable design firm, architect or drafting is is crucial in that. It's huge. Yeah. And and we're not the only ones. There's lots we're gonna have. We're gonna have um, Robert Klob on on the podcast soon because you know he's he's the OG, mm-hmm. and and you know he refers clients to us. We refer, we refer clients to him as well. So it's it's starting with that design firm and knowing which block you're gonna use. Well, now, even height, like where you put it, height in the wall, not just too. the width of where you put it. It's it's you know, Carrie, okay, you talking about a block that you know we have blocks out there that are. Uh, 12 inches, we have blocks in height, and we have 12, you know, majority of them are at 16 inches, and we've got some that are 24 inches. It just depends on what, you know, 18s and 24s. So, like, you've got different dimensions, so you may move that window where it sits to to dictate that, too, that's going to save on some cuts. Yes, and this is, like, really important, I think, for people to understand, too, is just because you're building with ICF does not mean we're building a rectangular structure, that it's perfectly square. Stuff that is designed today stuff that we design, um, you cannot tell that it's ICF from the outside when the house is done. No. yeah, it, it looks just as beautiful as any other stick frame. You can do so much, and I tell all of our clients that you are limited by your imagination and your checkbook. So <laughs> yeah, 100%. We, can, we can do whatever you want to do within reason. But if you're trying to save money, we are going to help you with that. We're going to try to reduce the number of corners, the number of jogs. We're going to go with a certain size window. There's ways to do it to reduce it. But I'm, I'm not trying to be the same cost as a, uh, a starter home, a track home. 
um, or however you say it, tracked, track. I'm, and we're not trying to, that, that's not my market. So I'm, I'm going for the higher end home, the more custom luxury home. Um, but right. you can, you can do every single level in ICF just like you can out of wood. Right. And I think, I think we'll go over that at the end of the podcast a little bit more. Like let's, let's recap, let's, let's go through all the things that okay. what changes the price. And then I want to talk about, I, I, I see what you're touching on there. And I want to talk about that at the very end of like, okay, now let me explain why all these things don't matter as yes. much. You know what I mean? We'll get yep. into that in closing, but I, I think in right now, if we just go down the line of the things that people can look, they need to look at to keep the cost down. So the, the next most important thing that um, you've already kind of touched on, and it goes right from the next step in, in the process is, you know, drawing the plans. Now you got your plans in your hand. You've had a qualified uh, draftsman come at, you know, drafting company, take this and, and draw it into a, the correct increments and you know everything's gold and this is going to keep the waste down. Now you got to go get a bit from the lumber company because as much as we don't want to use wood, there's places for wood in a yes. house. It's not the exterior walls, but there is places for wood and you are going to be um, required to have a, uh, you know, wood interior walls you're going to have to have some you know the roof sheathing and different things you know there's yeah there, there's, there's places for it right there's going to be things that are you're going to use it so now you take it to the estimator and you've kind of touched on this like when you hand that to the estimator yeah. they need to know what they're looking at yeah because they're used to at the lumber company they're used to taking a lineal footage of your perimeter and and there's a calculation that tells them how many two by sixes and how many sheets of osb and um you know your headers and and all of that kind of stuff we're going to eliminate all of that exterior wall OSB, all that sheathing, we're going to eliminate. We're going to eliminate the uh, headers, the, the two by or four by eight headers and all that kind of stuff. We're going to eliminate that because we're going to do concrete lentils. Um, we're also going to be eliminating the insulation in your exterior walls. So we're, we're speeding up construction because we're kind of doing the, we're doing the framing, the insulation, and, and the sheathing all at once. Yeah, it's and it's it's tough because I mean, coming from I I was an estimator for a while in my early years uh, for lumber for multiple lumber companies. We actually, my dad and I had a, a, a um, estimation, you know, estimating company that we basically used to do uh, take material takeoffs for multiple uh, lumber yards in town. And so I was that guy. Like I mean, I know, and you're right. We have a cheat sheet and we have a calculator that we actually put in, you know a multiplier for interior, you know, mm -hmm. we, we basically would, would pen out, we would, you know, we'd roller, we had a roller pen, we'd roller pen out everything, measure it for lineal footage of two by six, two by four, blah, 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 hit a button. Okay. That's is, and I, I should, it should be ingrained in my brain, but I think I blocked it out cause it was <laughs> all driving me crazy. I looked at so many plans, but like, but literally there's a multiplier that you have for every yes. plan. That's yep. the same. So, so every house was two by six construction or two by, you know, was two by construction. Even when I started, we were still able to do two by four exterior yeah. walls, which is scary, crazy. But, um, we, so we had multipliers for everything and I had multipliers for how much sheathing there was. I had to, all of that was based upon the standard construction mm -hmm. that we're used to 16 inch on center. You know, this is the, everything was wood construction. So when we have to, you, you have to be empathetic to the estimator to understand that his day, you know, 90, you know, right now, probably 92 out of a hundred sets of plans he looks at is a two by six wood construction house. Yeah, He's not used to thinking outside of that. So, so you, 
have some empathy for him and say, okay, I, I understand, but we have to look at this. We Unfortunately, we have to break this plan down a little bit more than that because yeah. I don't need exterior studs. I don't need sheathing. I don't need Tyvek. I don't need headers. I don't. Headers is probably the biggest one we miss or, or that people that miss. That people miss, yeah. Probably the biggest one we see. So when we go back, I headers? go, because they're extremely expensive. And when yeah. all of a sudden they got LVLs and they're like, dude, mm-hmm. you got you know, $6,000 in, yeah. you know, LVLs and, and headers and, and Simpson hangers, like Simpson ties are a big one. They, or the, the straps. The, the strapping, the, the, yeah, yeah, the sheet, yeah, for sheer. And so yeah. like sheer straps, hurricane straps, a lot of this yep. stuff that we don't need, um, they're just used to, they don't know what to take out because they're not educated on it. Yeah. So what I, I highly suggest, and, and I do this as part of my services that I do, like I'm, I will, you know, you should have your local, um, uh, professional, whether that be the distributor or the rep, you should ask um, whoever you're working with, whatever block company you're working with, um, to try to see if they can set up a, a lunch and learn. I used to do yep. those a ton. I used to go around all the lumber yards, and I'd buy them sandwiches or I'd buy them pizza, and we would have a, a one hour, and I would go over all of with all their estimators what they need to know, and their outside sales guys and their counter sales guys, um, and and we would educate them on what to take out of the plan because if you if you stop and you're like god this is coming out really expensive let's stop and go look at these items and the first thing i look at is is their lvls is there four by eights and four by tens because you don't need those because they're figuring those for over the headers yeah so look at that stuff and make sure that's not in there because that's probably going to be the first thing and and like i said no we're not picking on those guys they literally don't know what they don't know so yeah. it's our job to educate them in the industry tell them to listen to the podcast how about that there we go they can reach out to me so yeah it's <laughs> obvious when you're doing icf that they're not doing two by six exterior walls that's kind of the obvious part the other part that they just don't understand is these other things yeah and even sheathing i mean sheathing, i've seen yeah. big i've seen huge i mean and now i mean the osb's back down to only god awful levels not like completely ridiculous levels but when we were doing 90 bucks a sheet and you cut out all the osb on the outside of a house except for the roof sheathing Mm -hmm. oh man i mean that's where we were we were coming in under stick frame for for a while um and so that's that's a big part of it but um that's a big one i probably say the next one that people miss is the uh hvac HVAC. system Yeah, yeah hvac is where people don't like I try, I've, I've, I've messed, I hate, I, I love analogies. I do too many of them. People make fun of me that are around <laughs> me all the time. Cause they're like, you have an analogy for everything. And this has been one I've had a hard time like coming up with the correct analogy, but it, it's basically like if you, you know, I mean, your house is so insulated. Um, why if, if you're, I guess the analogy, I'm, I'm struggling <laughs> you're with struggling this. You're struggling with this. Yeah. Let's put it this way. If your car, if you have a car that is super fuel efficient and it is it gets a hundred miles to the gallon and then you have another car that gets five miles to the gallon they both don't need the same size of gas tank exactly maybe that's the best analogy. that's that's a really good analogy that yeah um so i'm on monday night i'm good i got the I'm coming up with analogies here we go my voice is going up and down again i'm not okay. being boring uh so basically they you don't need if you if you know obviously to go five miles a gallon you're going to need a bigger tank, you know, to get to the same From distance. point A to point B, yes. And then to go point A to point B, you could have a smaller tank. So HVAC companies don't, and I, again, not picking on them, 
But this I have been a little frustrated with just in my travels and, and, and speaking with people. I've butted my head against this a lot more. It tends to be a commission sales guy that sells your HVAC system. He's usually paid by how much he sells. So he doesn't want to dumb down your HVAC system on your ICF house because he's not going to make as much commission. So he's trying to sell you, yeah, we we got you figured for this many tonnage. We got this, you know, we, this is mm-hmm. this is what we it's came back. It's the standard. This is what this, this is what we do. This is what we do. Yeah. This many square feet. This da 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 da. da. We're yeah. like, well, yeah, but you're talking about an, uh, and realistically, and we'll go into this in our R value uh, episode. <laughs> but realistically, uh, you know, a two by six house with an R nineteen bat in it. When you take out the um, the R value of the two by sixes every 16 inches, which is basically like having a slit in your house every 16 inches that's allowing everything to run through it. Um, you can only really get about an R14, uh, 13 to 14 out of that house. I mean, if you talk to guys that do blower door tests, that do herds ratings and do that, they basically will give you kind of give you credit on an R19 house. Technically, you're, the house itself, when you take out, because you can't give, it's not like the whole house is wrapped consistently in an R19. It's R19. Some, and some then markets are starting to, con- to require continuous insulation, but they're insulation. still not R19. Yeah, they're correct. putting they're putting an R5 on the outside yeah. of the house in, as in rigid foam, but they're not putting, you know, but you still got to imagine when we shoot that house with a thermal gun, which we've done a thousand times, that house looks like a candy cane. It's striped. Mm-hmm. No way around it. There's stripes in it. You can see where the studs are right through the thermal gun. And so there's no way you're getting that full credit of R19 in that pat, right? With an with an ICF house, you will see that we are going to test somewhere in the and this is where everybody's going to debate. I'm sure I'll get comments on this, but you know, consistently in my this is my opinion. Consistently, what we've got back on our tests somewhere between 52 and 55. That's performs as performs yes. as right yeah. equivalent to. Um, that's pretty pretty standard. When I started in the ICF business, you know, 20 years ago, we had T-shirts and coffee mugs that said R50 houses. We were able to advertise that yeah. all over, and then stick frame guys came in and threatened to sue us and kill us or whatever they were going to do. But <laughs> so we had to stop using that term because it's not an R value. It's a K value, but we'll get into that into another episode. But they, um, you know, that's that thing that you have to look at. You have to go, okay, so if this house is, let's just for sake of argument, let's say it's an R50 house and this one's an R15 house. You don't need the same size HVAC system to heat an R50 house. I mean, we're sitting here in one right now. We know exactly what it costs us to run and it is, pennies compared to what our neighbor next door pays on their stick frame house right we know that we're 25 percent of what they pay for the house next door Um, so we know for a fact that we don't require the same size of hvac unit that can be a i mean and you're the numbers girl so you tell me what kind of savings that is you know how much is a normal house in hvac and what they're putting into it well every every market's going to be different on that but what I can say is when you're talking to your, uh, to your HVAC rep, like most areas require um, what is called a manual J. So you have to lay out the ducting and the sizing and, and how it's all going to work. And so when they're starting to do that with, with an ICF home, they start to see that they don't require as much uh, ducts. They don't require the, the you know the tonnage on, on the air conditioning and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't know a ton about HVAC. I just know that yeah. our systems are typically uh, 33, 33% to 50% smaller than a traditional stick vault home. That's right. our HVAC systems. And so we'll, it does save money because we are not needing as much. So not only is it saving you money on the materials that are going into your home for that HVAC system, it's saving you money 
month after month after month in utility costs. Right. And I, and what I don't, what I hate seeing, and I've seen it so many times where people just don't believe that. And so they're like, well, I'm just going to buy it. And then (laughs) years later, they're like, dude, I haven't even, I mean, this is a legit, this is an honest to God, true story. I have been, this has happened multiple times to me. People have said, I wish I wouldn't have put an air conditioner in. Mm -hmm. That was the dumbest thing I did. I bought, I spent this money on this, you know, expensive brand new air conditioner and I've never turned it on. Yeah. Um, we live in a house where we, you know, we, we're in the high, you know, we live in the mountains, but it gets hot here. We do get over the, in the nineties, you know, we're high mountain desert. Basically, um, we get over the nineties for weeks at a time in the summertime. We do not have an air conditioner. We do not have any forced air. We, we have heated floors and that's it. Yes. And, and, uh, ceiling fans and our house stays too cold. We actually will open our doors in the summertime to warm the house up because it's too cold inside. Um, so that is the actual facts that we live with every day. Um, and so when I, and I can tell you for a fact, I get people that call me and go, they, I, they were just furious that they got talked into putting an air conditioner in a house. And I go, huh, I told you that. And no one, the way it believes you, right? Yeah. So well, go to the go to the other side of that right now because we we have a client right now that uh, went with mini splits, and HVAC was telling him he didn't need as much as what he thought he did, and so to he he added more heat, not more air conditioning. Mm-hmm. He added more heat in the form of uh, wall heaters, you know, thermostat controlled wall heaters, but that like. He added so many, it made us have to go from a 200 amp service to a 400 amp service. Right. So there's more cost. So there's more cost right there in that because he was worried about it. But those heaters are probably never, ever going to be used. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how it, it's a, it's a huge trust. It's a leap of faith. And I tell people all the time, it's like, you don't have to fully commit to this. Like, I mean, it, it I, I've told hundreds of people probably, you don't have to commit to it. If you want to plummet. Yes. Like. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and plumb it. Plumb it. I mean, put a put in do the a, wiring, you know, pre-wire, pre-wire for it if you want to have it, and then that way you can buy the unit later and add it and be like, "Ha ha, Trevor was wrong. Heather and Trevor <laughs> lied to me. Uh, my house, my ICF house doesn't. You're, I, I'm telling you, I've been doing this for too long with too many people. If you, if your ICF house is eating up energy, whether that be heat or cold, you have some void somewhere. You need to have your house shot with a thermal gun. You need to look mm-hmm. for density in there. You've got some voids or something's going wrong because there's no chance. The other thing is too, is that let's just say that that does happen. I mean, I'm just, just to play devil's advocate, just the ICF alone is an R22. Yeah. Without anything. In Consistent it. R22. No striping. That's a continuous insulation R22, right? It's got just with no concrete in it. So, so keep that in mind. So when you were talking about like going against or, or, or hitting with a, uh, you know, or competing with a, an R19 stick frame, that R19 stick frame is, I, and I should have looked again. I can't, I should know this. I talk about it all the time, but I think it's an R5 is what you get on a two by six. Mm-hmm. So I think a two by six R5. So every 16 inches, there's an R5. That's where the stripe comes from. An ICF house, even if you do, which is, you can't obviously put trusses on a house without any concrete yeah. in it. But if you were to no, put no concrete in that wall, it's an R22. So so that that's where a lot of this argument, I'm like, how do people want to try to tell me it's not a 50 after I put six inches of concrete in the wall between an R22, you know, with the R22 insulation? Like, give me a break. But I'm trying to stay unopinionated, remember? <laughs> okay. Yes, you are. I'm not using profanity and I'm being 
uh, unopinionated. I'm trying to just give information. Yes. You don't want to get me fired up about people that argue with me about R50. But anyway. That's for a future episode. Yeah, um, probably. Another spot that you save money, and this is one of the things that um, I didn't even think about this when I was first uh, you know, doing ICF. Um, it actually was brought to my attention by my subcontractor. Um, so is with drywall. So we um, have started looking at it um, from when I built with two-by-sixes to building with ICF. We are using about, well, or we have less waste, which means we're utilizing our drywall more efficiently. Right. So we're not hauling as much away. They're not hauling it off to the dump or, you know, going through it, trying to piece it together to use for scraps on another job. So we're using less, which means we're not having to do um, the standard multiplier for waste. And let me explain the logistics of that a little bit. So... If you're asking, you know, if you're listening to this going, okay, how does that make any sense? Well, let me, let me try to give you a visual here. So when you're, when you're sheetrocking a wall, a stick frame wall, there is uh, obviously voids uh, between the 16 foot section that you cannot attach to, right? 16 inch section. 16, oh, inch. Yeah. yeah. If you do 16 foot on center studs, <laughs> bad, 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 bad construction. <laughs> I'm not a stick frame guy, but uh, don't do that. Um, so 16 inch on center. So basically what happens is, is um, say you get to a spot, window, whatever it is, but uh, you, you get to an area where you're going to have to cut a sheet um, and it doesn't land, you know, because unfortunately framers sometimes don't do exactly 16 inch on Correct. center to land perfectly mm-hmm. where it needs to be. So if that gets off at all and the sheet hangs over, you got to cut the sheet back. So the guy's got to reach in his you know, pouch, he's got to grab his sheet knife out. He's got to cut it. He's got to slap it up there. He's got to put a couple, you know, screws in it. He's got to butt the next sheet up, put some screws in it and move on. The sheets of sheetrock on a ICF house is a solid substrate behind it anywhere it lands. So if the sheet lands between studs, you know, quote unquote studs, the, you know, the six inch or eight inch on center polypropylene web, you can leave it there, go back to the, you know, you just leave it hanging if you will. Yeah. Go back to the stud, screw back there, butt the next one in, screw it to the the next stud. The seam can land in the middle. So on a on a wood frame house, if you put a seam in the middle, it would break, right? Mm-hmm. It would, there's nothing supporting behind yeah, it. Yeah, as soon as they go to tape that it. seam, yeah, they're going to tape the seam. That seam's going to crack. They can't do it. So it has to land dead center in the middle of a stud, which is frustrating because you know, like I said, with lumber the way it is, with the way people frame, that's a real struggle for your guys. Like they they you know, ask any sheet rocker, they'll tell you. The studs aren't straight. Guys don't put them exactly 16 on center. They don't land on an actual 8-inch or 8-foot sheet or a 12-foot sheet exactly the way they're supposed to. It's very frustrating. This, they can just blow and go from corner to corner or corner to opening without ever touching their knife. And they just go boom, 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 boom. Um, You don't have this the popping. You don't have, you know, everyone, if you, you know, it's usually more... um, inexpensive newer homes you see it more than actually in the old homes because the wood was better back then but the new wood causes yeah. a lot of sheetrock well, pops homes, homes settle the, the yep. first couple of years homes are going to settle studs even. move yeah. they twist especially yeah, they in high ceiling type areas you usually mm-hmm. see a lot of them up at a high area in that 20 foot 16 foot you know 20 yeah. foot areas but the sheetrock pops right you don't have that issue no on a, on an ICF home. So, so you basically are able to, you know, they can reduces your callbacks. Yeah. So it reduces your callback. So, you know, if you're doing this from a standpoint of an investor or builder, Mm -hmm. um, you're not dealing with that because your sheetrock's not popping. Uh, the same as like stucco, for example, that's why next. That's where I was going next. So stucco, um, is another big 
cost savings that you can uh, do with, you know, uh, everybody that stick frames at home. And again, I kind of get in trouble because I'm not super versed in all the different stuccos <laughs> around yeah. the country because I've been told different stuccos in different areas. I know there's EFIS versus, you know, traditional scratch code. There's like, you know, there's yeah. different things, right? So, so bear with me that, you know, from what I am aware of. This is a very world, generalization. Correct. But in most cases, they have to put some sort of fo- some foam uh, below what they're putting on or chicken wire or something. They usually mm-hmm. don't attach a lot of it right to the wood. It's usually going to be some kind of foam wrap or something that they put on it. Or, or, or they put like, it almost looks like a tar paper. Yeah. Up, like and a then paper. They put yeah. The, there's like a substrate below it, behind yeah. it. Yeah. ICF is designed for stucco. It yes. just goes right on it. Like you just attach to it. Boom. You're, you're yeah. done. So like it's, it's very uh, friendly with the stucco. And the, again, just like the sheetrock pops, uh, my own, parents house so we built that house you know 20 years ago whatever and it was um it was back when stuck or when stuck when uh icf was uh considerably more i mean we're talking like we were in the 15 to 20 percent higher than stick yeah. frame uh and uh we went when we built that so we used to do um you know, you try to eliminate as much of the ICF as you could because the stick frame was cheaper. So most of our garages were all stick frame yeah, because they have big garage doors. They're not efficient. Who cares? We just want to keep the house warm. So we would just do the, just the, the inner envelope. We would not do the garage out of ICF. So my parents' house is a stucco house. The only place they have cracks on their stucco is on the garage. That's where also where is. it, where it faded the most, you know, Correct, yeah, because the heat and cool mm-hmm. temperatures. So their ho- their garage is a little different uh, shade than the house, and you can see the difference, and you can see the cracking. So it's it's obvious it's things under stucco that move cause cracks. When you have put your stucco at ICF house, you don't have those callbacks. You don't have issues. So as a builder, you're not dealing with it. No homeowner wants their house to be all cracked up either, so there's benefits to the homeowner. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah, it's a huge so if you're savings. gonna go, if you're gonna go with stucco, or you don't really, you know, you're looking for the the more inexpensive, hassle-free, maintenance-free uh, stucco, might be uh, another cost savings for you that gets those prices down and gets you closer to comparable with. Right, and and we have had people. We're we're not considered a big stucco market in the Northwest down in the Southwest obviously is really popular, but we are seeing more people go with stucco up here. And I think a lot of it, uh, especially on ICF houses and we, we even have people that mix it. Can I call it the chalet, you know, mm-hmm. the ski chalet kind of look where they're mixing in the, the stucco with the wood siding and yep. stuff, but they're eliminating a lot of the wood siding because that's more expensive, keeping their costs down because they can get a better deal on the stucco because your stucco guys usually are like, oh, I don't have to wrap it. I don't have to do any, like they cut that out. Um, and so you save that money. And like like any of this, and it, it really is, you have to be an advocate for your checkbook. Yes. You have to really sit down and talk to your stucco guy and say, look, I know this is going to be less money because you would have to on a, you know, I don't want the same price that you quoted me on a stick frame house. And sometimes it's interesting to get a quote from somebody, you know, ask what they are a square foot and then say, okay, what are you on ICF? And they're like, oh, it's the same. Well, no, it shouldn't be the same because your materials are less. Mm-hmm. Your time is less. Your time, yeah, your time is less. How are you quoting me the same price if you don't have to go back and put foam or tar paper or the, you know, the, you know, if the wire, you know, whatever you're putting on, like, you don't have the to prep, do that. The prep work is less on an right. ICF home. Yeah. Um, you need to do that with your sheetrock company. Mm-hmm. And, and when you get your sheetrock bid and go, okay, well, is this your standard price? Yes. Okay, well, this is an ICF house. You're not going to have to cut it back to the studs. I mean, they, they need to understand that. You should be getting a discount for that. Well, they're just, they, they should be changing the multiplier on the waste. 
Correct. And their speed. They're good. They're going to yes. get out of there and, you know, a lot faster time if they're not having to cut all the sheets, you know, cut everything back. Um, the other one is that's really hard to fight, but you got to find a good electrician that understands ICF. Yes. If you find a good electrician that understands ICF, they're going to tell you that they can save money doing that. Because just imagine this, just this is a very layman way to think about it. If I hand you a hole saw with a one inch bit on it and you have a 20 foot wall with studs every 16 inches and you have to sit and drill a hole through every one of those studs to run your Romax down to the other end. Versus I'll stand on the other side with a cordless chainsaw, a Milwaukee cordless chainsaw, and I will just walk as fast as I can walk, cutting that ri- that line in and then pushing the wire into it. Who do you think is going to finish first? Well, obviously you are. And I'll finish 10 times mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. So if your electrician is sitting there talking about all the work that he has to do to run wire and stuff, like you, he doesn't have to put nail plates up. He doesn't have to do any of that. We'll get into that in our electrical episode. Yes. But we, you know, make sure that you can get uh, you know, pricing down on that. And then, you know, back, even back to the HVAC guy, you have to be able to, you know, be an advocate for your budget, be an advocate for your checkbook. You're the one writing the check. You're the one saving the money. Don't let them tell you that you have to have a, you know, hundred gallon tank for your hundred mile an hour, you know, your hundred mile per hour. No. Mile per gallon. Almost said dirty word there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Don't let them sell you a bigger gas tank. You don't need it. Yeah. So so don't let them oversell you your HVAC if you know, you know, hold to it. And and don't be afraid to go talk to another HVAC company and tell them. I mean, and I've had this conversation on behalf of my clients before. I'll go to another HVAC company and go, hey, I'm coming to you because I usually go with uh-huh. ABC over here. Um they do not understand that this home is going to be an R50 and this is what the, you know, what the um, man J says on it. This is, you know, you, can you sell me the right unit? And I'm not paying for that big unit that they just quoted me for. Can you sell me, let them know that, you know, yeah. and then let them go against it. And and it, that's up to you. If you want to go back to your guy and say, Hey, I'm going to go with this company because they were, you know, they're shooting me honest and they just saved me $3,000 in my HVAC system or whatever it is, you know, that's how you get your price down. So so when people tell me, ah, oh, it's, no, it's more expensive, I go, I bet you you're not fighting, you're not being an advocate for your checkbook. Yeah. Yeah. That's your problem. And then, you know, I think the big thing that we're, when we're talking to people, when they're trying to get the cost down and they're not seeing the, you know, the comparable pricing or they're, they're comparing, you know, this is the bid I got for this, but they didn't, maybe they didn't start with stick frame. A lot of them have gone to ICF because... It is so DIY friendly. Yeah. That's, so that's that's yeah. the big thing. Yeah, and that's probably like an over, like a uh, you know over you know, all encompassing statement that you know a lot of people to save money you can stack this yourself. Yes. A lot of us, you know, myself included, I'm not a framer by trade. I can do just enough to be dangerous. I'm not, you know, I'm not fast at it. I'm not, you know, I'm not efficient. I'd have to ask a few questions here and there. Um, I think that you, you know. Everybody, and I, I mean, I've got, like I said, 20 plus years experience. I don't mean to beat that into the ground, but like I've seen a lot. I've traveled a lot of states. I've, I've talked to a lot of people. I've trained a lot of people. Some of the least knowledgeable building wise people I've ever done, you know, trained have built the best projects. Mm-hmm. I, I think of, I, I think of a guy that he was a school teacher, him and his son wanted to do a summer project and they built a cabin 
him and his son together, who was a teenager. And, you know, just like I said, gives, gives me chills remembering it because it was just such a great experience. Like they lived in their camper on the job site. It was like a bonding summer for him and his son and they built their family cabin. And I couldn't believe how good it came out because they both came and took my class. They, they, they understood it. They asked me the right questions. I would go up and visit them and they would have a, a yellow, you know, legal pad of questions that they'd mm-hmm. written down for me. And they'd, yeah, okay, here, we, yeah, we were thinking this, this, and this. Did amazing things. I mean, there was things I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I wouldn't even think of that. You know, I mean, they were teaching me kind of stuff. So know that it's a, a huge savings in that. And then you look at it on average, I mean, again, we're completely ballparking. And everything I say on this podcast is uh, up for debate with people. It's it's me well, it's, speaking from what my own knowledge is. And yeah, I'm sure it's you us can debate in our market. This. Yeah, it's us in our market. It's what I've seen. Uh, you know, I'm sure you can get other answers from other people but on a on a on an average you're probably going to save you know anywhere from 25 to fifty thousand dollars in installation Mm -hmm. you know for for a whole for a home um our install crews go out there it's going to you know it's probably going to be you know twenty five thousand to thirty five thousand you know to for have my guys come out and stack that for you which is still going to bring i mean i'm still that's even doing it with it subbed out i'm saying we still come in at the stick frame price because framers aren't cheap either so you're just replacing that frame framing labor with the stacking labor. So I don't that doesn't affect it. But now think about if you do that yourself and you can take thirty five thousand dollars or forty thousand or twenty five thousand even off a small house, you can take that out of your budget that you were gonna pay someone else to do it. And even if you hire someone like me to come out and say you pay me five thousand and I come out three times during the build, you just put twenty grand in your pocket. Yeah. 30 grand or Even whatever. Even if it takes you a little bit longer. It takes you a little bit longer. You got more time. You know, I love it when people tell me I get DIY people all the time. I got more time than money. Okay, well, good. Knock it out. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, you know, I've watched guys build, you know, build stuff one, one guy. Yeah. You know, and just only had people come out there when he needed to put the window bucks in or he needed to, you know, pour the job. Like he, for the most part, build it one man. I've seen it. I've seen it build it within weeks, you know, maybe a month. But um, I think there's there's things like that that you can do to really save. Yeah. And, especially and we'll, we will talk about that. And we're going to talk more DIY. Yeah, we're going to have a full DIY episode. Yeah. Um, we'll actually roll into that after this episode. I think we'll stack it right behind this one. So, um, but yeah, there's there's ways to do that and save money. So I think that's a, a big part. So we, we're always worried we we're going to not be able to get a half hour. And I we know. always go over a half hour. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, this is a long one. But I think it's meaningful because I think this is what everyone keeps you know a lot of people call and ask us is you know how to try to how do I get the cost to be in line with it more comparable so in conclusion and you touched on it earlier and I think what we want to you know what this whole episode has been about is basically been talking about how to get the cost down to be comparable to what is you know I would say considered probably the norm and yes. you know let's say median house type build job you know which is mostly required by codes and stuff right like i mean that's there's there's you know codes for everything that say how much insulation two by six construction all these things you have to have how much insulation you have so so they're pretty good but there's big variance in the quality of home being built and and i think we all in all fairness know that there's a low-end home there's a low-end home builder out there there's a middle-of-the-road builder and there's high-end builders we want to make sure it's apples to apples. You know, you can sit here and blow up my DMs and send me emails about how, you know, no, this is way cheaper, way cheaper. Well, I'm not comparing 
an R50 soundproof, fireproof, you know, hurricane proof, tornado proof, you know, bulletproof. Mm -hmm. Zombie, zombie, zombie proof. I do not, I'm not comparing that to the cheapest manufactured home you can buy on the market. This is, we're not apples to apples. Um, Even comparing it, I'm sorry, even comparing it to a, to a custom, custom built, like, you're you're still not comparing apples to apples because no. you're not comparing the insulation levels and the the hers o- rating and operational the, and cost operational of that cost. house. Period. You're not you're not comparing apples to apples there. However, we're getting as close as we can to you know if you're looking in a subdivision, um, you know for for the last eight years, I have built in other subdivisions next to stick frame builders and I sell for the same price as what they do. Right. And we we continue to, you know, the here's the analogy I have used a million times, and I think it's very accurate. I look, if you look at these homes as cars, and if, and let's just say, I mean, I'm just going to say for the sake of argument, if you want to be that person that says, oh, it's going to, I did my numbers and it's costing me 10% more. Okay. So let's say you've got a median house right now that's running in that, you know, 650, 700, you know, say it's a seven, $700,000 house. So you're saying that costs you 770, right? Uh-huh. So for 70 grand, you're going to go to you're going to go from an R19 house to an R, you know, an R13 house or 15 house to an R52 house. You're going to go from a house that if you live in the mountains or live somewhere or if your neighbor's house catches on fire, your house could probably catch on fire. You'd have to worry about that. You're talking about you know, everything from stray bullets to drunk drivers hitting your car. I mean, you're, you're the safety of the car. All of that for $70,000. Let's just say that, right? So if, if that's a big deal to you. Now, let me tell you if we were selling cars. So what if you've got a, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to probably make people angry because of what car they drive, but say we've got a Hyundai, right? You got a Hyundai. I got a Hyundai sitting here and that's brand new on the lot. It's, you know, $30,000, right? Mm-hmm. And then I pull up and I pull a Mercedes, C-Class up there. Same year, same everything, but a fully loaded Mercedes C-Class. And I tell you that you can buy it for $33,000. Which one are you going to buy? I'm going to buy the Mercedes. Are you, you going to spend yeah. 33000 on a Mercedes C-Class or are you going to spend 30000 on a Hyundai? It, it, I don't think there's any way for people to look at this and go, if I can get apples to apples, that's amazing. Even if I pay 5% more, 10% more. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, if you listen to what we're telling you and you do it the way we're talking about doing it, you can get your price down to be the same, if not less. Um, we've, you know, they, they, we say it in the intro to this, you hear, you know, I mean, Heather's the smartest numbers person I know. She's, I mean, she has a master's degree in accounting. She crunches numbers all the time. She gets off on that. So I don't, I don't understand why that floats your boat. I think it's horrible. Um, I, but, <laughs> uh, but you know the numbers and you look at it and you go, you know, the, this, we're still comparing them yeah. all the time constantly to stick frame to make sure that we're in line yeah. with the pricing. The other thing that's really easy, just that's even simpler than that, is as builders and people that sell homes, we will match a stick frame home's mm-hmm. price. If someone brings us a plan and says they're going to do this house for this much a square foot, we will say, fine, we will do the same house with ICF for the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and And we know that sometimes that, 
may, you know, in some years that may, we may have made less money on that house. There's some years that we made more money on the house. When OSB yeah. was $90 a sheet, we were mm-hmm. making more than it, than yeah. the stick frame guy was. Now we're making less than the stick frame or, or the, same the same as the stick frame yeah. guy, right? But we know we're building the best house we can give somebody. We're building them the absolute, we walk away from there and we hand them the keys and we know they have the most safe, you know, uh, safe, homey, you know, comfortable home that they can have. Yep. And we're not going to worry about them calling us back saying the air is whistling through and they, they, you know, the expense of the cost or, or we don't have to worry about them, you know, having any kind of, you know, anything hit to hurting the house. Right. It's just durable. So resilient is the word we like to yes. use. So anyways, I, I, so I think that's kind of where you were getting at earlier. It's like, you know, this is not comparing apples to apples, but yet we're giving you the same price. Yeah. So I think that that's what's really important. But anything you guys have question wise, did I miss anything? Or are you thinking no, anything else? No, I think that's that's it for this one. We've gone long enough. Yeah, so hit we'll us up on up. our socials at Build with ICF. And email. Uh, yeah, email us at info at buildwithicf.com. Um, anything you guys can think of, please shoot it over to us. If we miss something or if you have a question about anything on here, um, say it on every episode. We launch these on Fridays because gives me the weekend to answer questions and uh, emails back to people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so we know that there's a lot of questions and things that this this will prompt to make people think about. Please reach out to us and let us know if you know of anybody that should be a guest on here. Um, we're knocking out some of this basic stuff ourselves because we can do this without having to schedule people on here. But we are going to dig deeper and go, yep. go in depth more uh, about all of these issues, whether it be, you know, we want to have everyone from, you know, other installers, window companies, block companies, alignment systems, you know, all these different guys we want to have on here. Um, so we will get in depth more about everything, but we're kind of doing these general ones at first, but hit us up and let us know if there's anything we can do, um, or any questions that you guys have. Um, otherwise we'll, we'll just keep putting these things out as, uh, often as we can. And, uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. That's not it. That's not it. That's a good you, ending. You said sound effects. You wanted to do sound I did. effects. Okay, I did a sound effect there. So that you know what? Okay. Since I did that, I'll go ahead and do this. Because I screwed up the ending. Okay, now we're going to do our extra. And uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. This time I'm going to hit the right button. Okay. You guys have a great day, and we look forward to you on the next episode. <laughs>